Support for this IPR podcast comes from Iowa Community Foundations, an initiative of the Iowa Council of Foundations, connecting donors to causes they care about. Details on the Endow Iowa Tax Credit Program at communityfoundations.org. Today is Monday. It is the 29th of August. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Republican Congresswoman Ashley Hinson of Marion says the 2022 election will revolve around economic issues. Hinson faces Democrat Liz Mathis of Hiawatha in Iowa's new 2nd Congressional District. Hinson held a fundraiser at the Lynn County Fairgrounds last night. Are you ready for an economy that's strong? Then we know what we have to do. We are in the fight of our lives, the fight for our lives. It's time to take our lives back, and that starts again on November 8th. Henson says Republicans could be a check against the Biden administration if they win control of the House in November. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, a possible 2024 Republican presidential candidate, was the event's closing speaker. Tomorrow is the first day Iowans can submit a request for an absentee ballot for this fall's election. IPR's Katerina Sestarek has more information on just how to do that. Iowans who want to vote by mail this fall must submit a written application to their county auditor. Those are available at voterready.iowa.gov or at your county auditor's office. County auditors can begin mailing ballots to those who request them on October 19th. That's several weeks away, but Polk County Auditor Jamie Fitzgerald is encouraging voters to submit their requests early. The earlier the better, because if there's a problem, you can cure it as opposed to getting it the day before the deadline. It makes it really hard to cure that, that any deficiency you might have. Fitzgerald says voters have to make sure they fill out all the required information on the ballot request form, including their driver's license number. Those who don't have a driver's license can obtain a voter PIN. Fitzgerald says Iowans who want to vote this year should check their voter registration and make a plan to vote. The U.S. Agriculture Department is investing millions of dollars in helping what it calls underserved producers. The announcement comes on the heels of Congress repealing a promise of $4 billion in debt relief for farmers of color. The department said last week it would provide funding for career development at institutions like historically black colleges and universities. U.S. Agriculture Secretary and former Iowa Governor Tom Vilsack says another $300 million will help minority farmers gain access to farmland and capital. We think that there's a lot of uh, innovative solutions out there that can be can be tapped and need to be tapped. And in doing so, we think we can identify ways in which our programs uh, can be improved in the future. The funding comes from the American Rescue Plan Act. In Ames, the city council there is considering naming the municipal airport after James Herman Banning. That's a former Ames resident who was the first black aviator to obtain a federal pilot's license. Banning was also the first black aviator, along with his friend Thomas Cox Allen, to fly coast to coast across the country. The Ames Tribune reports the council there could discuss the name change as early as September the 13th. And portions of Iowa got beneficial rainfall over the weekend, while a few areas were hit with flash flooding, hail, and wind damage. Around four inches of rain fell in Waukon in northeast Iowa and in the central Iowa communities of Earlham and Gilbert. That was from Saturday into early yesterday morning. Meteorologist Ashley Burry of the National Weather Service office in Des Moines says the weather system that moved into the state Saturday encountered moisture in the air. Kind of started out, you know, late afternoon to evening and multiple hours, at least into the overnight. So that helps us get that decent rainfall that we really need here. The heaviest rainfall amounts were recorded in Boone, Dallas and Story counties. 
far northwest and the southeast corner of the state didn't see much, if any, rain. On Saturday, hail of about an inch in diameter was reported in Gr- Grinnell's area, and then there were strong winds that damaged buildings in the southwest Iowa town of Sharpsburg. This is here first from IPR News. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Retired Navy Admiral Mike Franken is on the ballot this November, running as the Democrat to unseat longtime Republican U.S. Senator Chuck Grassley. While polls have shown Grassley more vulnerable this election than he's been in the past, the seventh-term senator is still favored to win. I followed Franken on Saturday as he made stops across the state and wrapped up the day in his opponent's hometown. It's just before lunch on Saturday, and dozens of hungry people are gathered at a park in Perry. They're here for the annual Viva Perry Festival and lining up for food at vendors like this one, where Ana Gomez is taking orders from customers. We're celebrating a Latino festival. Uh, we do this every year. We're selling pupusas. Among those in the crowd is retired Navy Admiral Mike Franken. He's wearing a dress shirt, a tie, and a blue hat with the word Navy scrawled across it in bright yellow. He introduces himself as the guy who is running against longtime Republican Senator Chuck Grassley. And I would like to very much ensure that I am representative of the your community here. His staffer translates for him. The Iowa, contra Chuck Grassley. So, uh huh. So, okay. Antonio Sanchez introduces himself to Franken and talks to him for a bit. Sanchez owns El Rey Market Restaurant and Guns in Perry. He says he'd like to see Congress enforce stricter gun laws and reform immigration. While he doesn't like to talk about politics, he tells me those in Congress, especially Republicans, are not thinking with their senses. There are some Democrats the same way too, but it just stands out more with some of these Republicans. You know, I knew there was racism around this country. I just didn't think it was that bad. Um, I'm seeing it a little bit more ever since Trump, you know, got into office. But Franken faces some major headwinds challenging a Republican who was first elected to the Senate in 1980. The latest Iowa poll in the Des Moines Register this summer showed Grassley leading by eight points, although that's a smaller margin than any other opponent he's faced in more than 40 years. Riding in a van between stops, Franken says there's a lot at stake in this race. He applauds President Joe Biden for recently signing the Inflation Reduction Act, and he says public opinion is on his side when it comes to abortion rights and the Supreme Court. Because nobody wants a freedom of choice taken away from them, and that's what we've done, and that's what that's what the Republicans have done. The Republican uh, Supreme Court, let's face it, the most partisan Supreme Court in the history of America going back to the 1930s. Franken predicts marriage equality could be the next issue before the court. His fourth stop on Saturday happened to be the Cedar Valley Pride Fest, where he and his wife Jordan strolled among hundreds in downtown Waterloo. Lee Hood stopped Franken and asked him if he supported ending the filibuster. And he said it was high time for it to go. I said it's past time. It's long past time for it to go. So yeah, he's got my vote for sure. Franken's final stop on Saturday was for an event in Chuck Grassley's hometown of New Hartford. The campaign had to move the gathering of around 100 people indoors because a storm was moving in. Regarding the rain outside, hell hath no fury than a Republican town with a Democrat in it. (laughs) 
Franken was pulling a move from his opponent's playbook. Grassley regularly touts hitting all 99 counties every year. In New Hartford, Franken was celebrating the end of a 99-county tour of his own. Franken may shadow the moves of his opponent, but he's still facing a 40-year incumbent with more money in the bank. Farmer Warren Varley greeted Franken back at the Perry event, and he thinks he's a great candidate but acknowledges Iowa has been trending more Republican in the last decade, and the party occupying the White House does not do as well in a midterm. I'm cautiously optimistic, but uh, I've been through so many election cycles where Democrats were doing well in September and come November things have fallen apart and particularly right now with the economy so volatile. Election day is now just about two months away and Grassley and Franken have so far agreed to just one debate in October. I'm Clay Masters. This is Here First, a podcast you can find wherever you subscribe. Thanks for listening.